Welcome everybody to Dave's first podcast. I am Dave and I will be starting my podcast today. Pretty much about whatever the hell I'm thinking about. If you like to listen to podcasts, then you probably will like mine because I like to listen to podcasts too. So I know what makes them interesting, like uh, funny stuff and stories in the news. But uh, I guess I should start with a little bit of introduction for myself. I'm 19. Um, I'm from the East Coast of United States. And I do drywall finishing for as my career. I'm not planning on going to college. Uh, I believe college and a lot of institutions as a whole are just scams. And they've been perpetuated by the ruling class for the history of the United States. But, uh, yeah, other than that, in reality, I just didn't, like many people, I just didn't have any fucking money to go to college. So, I was just, you know, senior in 12th grade. And I basically realized that I was going to need to fucking work after I graduated. I didn't have any plan. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I could do drywall because that's what my father does. But uh, I didn't really want to because I I saw it as something that was too laborious. It's too physical. I didn't see myself. I was a bitch. I I didn't see myself doing it. I I was pretty fat at the time. I was out of shape. And like a lot of kids, a lot of kids my age, 19 years old, I wanted to do something that had to do with the internet because the internet was new to us. We grew up with the internet. I grew up playing Roblox, like back when it was a really old website and everything was like looked just super bad. And I would just play Roblox for fucking hours. And I would just fucking, like, play every different game on Roblox. Well, the point is that, like, I wanted, I didn't want to do a fucking, an actual job. I wanted to get some kind of job where I didn't actually have to use my body. Which is probably what everybody wants. But, um, after realizing that I wasn't going to get that and just going to work... I realized that you can actually make a lot of money as a contractor in the United States because there's no there's not too many big companies that you can just call, you know, if you if you just want to get your fucking your your kitchen or your bathroom remodeled, there's not too many big companies that you can even call up. You know, you usually usually you have like an uncle or like a cousin or just you just know someone that's like, oh yeah, that guy's a he's a contractor. He can he can like build you a fucking room. And I realized this, and I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I just do this? And just be do be the best version of it possible. And if I don't like it, then I can always try something else. So that's kind of what I'm in the process of doing. Um, it's been pretty good. 
Working for yourself is what everybody wants. You know, you just show up. You do your work. Or you show up, you give them a price. They agree. And you go and do the work. If they don't agree, then you go and find someone else. The thing is, especially for contractors and labor in the United States... Everybody wants to do it really cheaply, including legitimate guys. Legitimate guys want to do, they want to find the cheapest material. You know, even a big ass company that has like everything by the books, they still are obviously looking to have the most profit possible. But the problem with that is that in order to have the most profit possible, You have to settle for something that isn't up to par with what might necessarily be the the standard. And, you know, in Miami, earlier this year in 2021 in Miami, there was a huge building collapse and it was it was neglected, found out, came out that it was neglect on part of the inspectors and the business owner, the property owner that knew about these cracks in the foundation and decided to do nothing about it and you know eventually the whole building came down and a bunch of people died a lot of them were never even found uh in the rubble they were still never even found until everything was cleaned they they must have just been found just smushed to smithereens like unrecognizable probably half decayed and that is all, um, that's all the fault of, well, private business owners and people that are looking to make their profit everywhere. But the real problem with that is that there's no regulation. And even at the government level, they're also looking to make profit on you too, because everything is just about profit. So. It's only been six minutes and 34 seconds into this podcast, and I feel like I've already said so much, but uh, that's all I'm going to say for now on myself, a little bit of personal insight on my ideas, and you know, how I came to be, basically just, you just have to basically know, I'm 19, a contractor kid, I don't really trust in, uh, in the current state of affairs of the United States, but uh, I do believe that this country is the greatest country to ever be created, to have ever existed, and I just think that we have failed to uphold what it really should stand for. It should really stand for freedom, when it really doesn't. If the United States really standed for freedom, then... We wouldn't classify anyone as an illegal immigrant. This would be a haven where anybody from the world could come to live here, become documented, work somewhere, and be provided for. In any economic model, the most important thing is that everybody is doing something. 
you can't have unemployment if you've ever played any games where like you have to have production in order to create units or in order to create buildings you would understand that you need production you need you need work in order to create something right so if we as the united states have just had just decided to take an actual accurate census of everybody who's in the country then we would know everybody who's in the country and from there we can start planning our economic model you know start planning all right we have this many people in the country so we can that we we need to get a baseline somewhere because as of right now there is no united states there is just states acting individually with individual private business owners making their own little moves everywhere in the world trying to get their own agenda through whatever they might believe whatever reason there really is no united states what's what's the biggest social welfare program that we have social security we don't have we don't have national health care we don't have national dental care we don't have national car insurance we don't have national home insurance we don't have any kind of program we barely have any kind of program to get you a house we only even have housing programs because we have homeless population which means our businesses have failed to fucking to give everybody a job either through expecting too much or you know through just running tight profit margins not wanting to have too many employees and not wanting to make more profit you know i mean it's just greed everywhere it's just greed everywhere and it's not just the united states you know the united states is is the example of the world because we're expected to do the right thing our our fucking our fucking country's constitution literally basically states that like if you don't like your country then come live here and this is where it's fucking freedom of religion freedom of everything nobody can oppress you you know supposed to be the land of the people but uh all right now uh, we can officially start the podcast now (sighs) after that little introduction probably gonna edit in a little sound here I'll, i'll find some sound to make my uh my my intro but uh We're just going to take a look at the news. Today is Sunday, December 5th. Uh, And I use Google News. They have multiple different outlets. CNN. I'm pretty sure they they just go by um, the most popular articles that are being visited on Google. 
I'm not actually sure though. So let's look at the US headlines. Bob Dole, giant of the Senate and 1996 Republican presidential nominee dies. Rest in peace, Bob Dole. Um, it says here he died early this morning in his sleep. At his death at age 98, he had served the United States faithfully for 79 years. He was being treated for advanced lung cancer. Biden released a statement about how he was an American statesman like few in our history war hero and among the greatest of the greatest generation and to me he was also a friend whom i could look for for trusted guidance or a humorous line at just the right moment to settle frayed nerves biden said this apparently i will miss my friend but i'm grateful for the times we shared and for the friendship jill and i and our family have built with liddy and the entire dole family oh wait dole is this this guy i think this guy's family is uh here, let me, I don't, I don't know, I'm 19, so, oh, the chances are, if my, if my podcast ever takes off, chances are, you guys know a lot more than I do, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty dumb, I'm fucking 19, but I think Dole is a canned food company, oh, yeah, it is, yeah, 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 so this guy is super fucking rich, damn, this guy died today? I love this, I love this canned food, you know, sometimes I would get the canned, uh, canned mandarins, I think, and I think they sell the, the little snacks that you can get, like, for school. Well, that's pretty wholesome, you know, at least it's not, you know, at least it's not like fucking some war, war crime Republican. So that that happened today. Um, CNN terminated anchor Chris Cuomo. Apparently, he helped his brother Andrew Cuomo in his sexual harassment allegations. I'm sure everybody has heard of this already, but um, you know, I like I like Chris Cuomo. He's a good-looking dude, and uh, I liked I liked how he handled Trump, especially during the COVID era. But um, you know, CNN. Yeah, if, if he helped his brother, you know, get away with anything with his sexual harassment, then yeah, they have to fire him. There's, there's really nothing that you can do there. Um, that sucks. Okay, Republicans confident Supreme Court will overturn abortion rights. Oh, this is from The Guardian. Republicans confident Supreme Court will overturn abortion rights. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves says state snapback legislation will ban almost all abortion if Roe v. Wade is thrown out entirely. Jeez. Okay, as the Supreme Court weighs the future of abortion cases, abortion access in America, Republicans on Sunday expressed confidence that the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that I had to do a huge final project on in my AP government class would soon be overturned, paving the way for a raft of anti-abortion legislation around the country next year. 
well this is really bad he also confirmed that if the landmark ruling was overturned entirely mississippi would enforce a ban on almost all abortions in the state under a so-called trigger law so well this is cool though because it kind of ties into what i was talking about earlier about how every state is it autonomous in a way uh mississippi pretty much doesn't give a fuck that there's a national supreme court ruling stating that the government may not interfere in you know deciding whether or not you can get a fucking abortion um this is tough i know this is a a big pretty big topic Listen, I mean, I have a pretty simple view. I I think, I hope most of my viewers will agree with this. I mean, nobody should force you to have or not have your baby. That's, That's it. I don't think that there should be any laws written in stone saying you cannot have an abortion. Because... At the end of the day, guys, you know, it, it's a baby. It's, 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 it's a personal, it's a personal belonging. It's a personal thing, you know, and, and anybody who wants to argue about the scientific facts about when life starts, you know, I personally, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about the science. I don't care if the baby comes out of the vagina, then it is birthed. If it's still inside the mother, then it is not birthed yet that that's that's my opinion but again i'm 19 uh, my my opinions are going to change you know i might i might get canceled i might even get canceled for my opinions as of right now i'm just talking to my phone by myself in my room and for all i know nobody will ever listen to this but all right here we go let's keep going At least 13 people are dead after volcano erupts on the Indonesian island of Java. Oh man. So, that's in the news. What else? Fauci blasts Ron Johnson for saying he overhyped the AIDS. Preposterous. Michigan school shooters' parents aren't showing any remorse in jail. What does that even mean? So, the parents of Michigan school shooter Ethan Crumbly have shown no remorse since being charged in connection with their teen slaughter of four students at school last week, a law enforcement official says. James and Jennifer Crumbly have appeared sullen in their separated sections of the Oakland County Jail. They're not talking much to us. We have not seen any remorse. The parents were apprehended Saturday, hiding out in an art studio in Detroit. They were arrested for allegedly giving their son access to the newly bought 9mm handgun he used in his sleigh spree while also knowing there were deeply troubling signs about his behavior. So here's the rundown on the Michigan parents. Uh, I, I pretty much, I understand this, you know. This kid in Michigan... He brought a 9 mil to class. His parents knew. The thing is, the school and his parents knew that this kid was crazy. And this is true for a lot of these shootings and just instances of violence in school. 
somebody knows and they do nothing about it there's it's complacency and you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to make something out of a sensitive topic but this this type of complacency that we've seen in parents in school shooting parents and it's parents in general parenting in general is the same complacency that we see in our government trump and biden obama not not giving us health care not giving us education not giving us anything barely even giving us you know covid relief checks but even trump you know you might be able to say you know trump did give us the covid relief checks but he really he helped business owners more than oh workers still classic republican he gave small business owners huge loans of which i know many people who just you know are, you know allegedly got this small business loan when they don't really even have too much business or unemployment but anyway so the couple is accused of withholding such information from officials when they were summoned to the school on the day of the shooting to discuss disturbing drawings a teacher found on Ethan's desk. So yeah, the teacher knew, the principal must have known, the parents knew, the parents knew that the kid was fucked up, decided to do nothing about it. You know, maybe they, maybe, you know, in this case, maybe they should have gotten an abortion, huh? Maybe they, maybe they just should have gotten an abortion. You know, maybe it's just another reason why we shouldn't ban abortions. I think it's obvious that these guys, these parents, have absolutely no right to be parents. You know, it's not a simple thing to raise a child or, you know, provide for one. It's not even simple to provide for yourself anymore. Alright, let's keep going. Virginia's governor to remove Lee statue pedestal and transfer the land to city. Well, you know, that's great. There's a, there's no reason to be using up that much land. You know, look at look at the residential area. I'm looking I'm looking at the Politico uh, article right now, and it's just it says the pedestal that once st held the statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee stands empty on Monument Ave in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I've been to Richmond, and. Uh, I never saw this thing, but let me tell you guys, this monument is literally, it's a huge circle. It's probably the size of about three house lots. Imagine, imagine three houses next to each other, like in a cube. So like three in one row in front of you three in the middle and then three at the end that's how big this the space for this fucking piece of stone is they have this huge huge fucking field in the middle a huge platform with like four stairs and then it goes up more i don't know if i don't know how many of you guys have seen the robert e lee monument but 
It's absolutely huge. I've never even seen this before. Alright, so the governor, Ralph Northam, announced that his administration will remove an enormous pedestal that until earlier this year held a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. His administration announced plans to transfer ownership of the grassy island in the middle of a traffic circle where the statue was located to the city of Richmond. The move comes about a month before Northam leaves office and Republican Governor elect Glenn Youngkin, who has expressed less enthusiasm about the statue's removal, is sworn in. Oh yeah, Youngkin, I, I remember. It was important to us that we do it now and before we leave office. Yeah, that's great. Just a little final little fuck you before Youngkin, the nobody, gets in there. Who even fucking knows who Youngkin is? But then again, who even knows who any senator is, right? Let's be honest with ourselves. Who knows which politician fucking represents you? If you honestly know every rep every politician that represents all of your interests from your county to your state level, then kudos to you because I'm I'm pretty sure that 99% of the American population has no freaking clue. No clue. Clues to Omicron's, Omicron's variants U.S. spread include test samples, sewage. Apparently, the new COVID variant is detected in Washington. Karen McDonald talks latest on Oxford High School shooting. I don't know who that is and I don't really care. I mean, the kids are dead now and everybody's in jail, so... It's the same conversation that we had about Columbine and about Sandy Hook. It's the same conversation each time, but no, nothing is actually being changed on any level. Nothing is being changed at all. These these kids are just keep showing up to school with guns and keep shooting people. And the only people changing really is the schools. And the only thing the schools are doing is telling kids the fastest way to fucking exit the school when there's a shooter. Blizzard warning in effect for Hawaii. Eight inches of snow. Jesus Christ. Eight inches of snow expected in Hawaii. When has this ever been a headline? Let's see. Let's see. The Daily Beast uploaded... School tries to explain how it missed shooter warning signs. This should be good. Let's see here. Two teachers flagged disturbing behavior, but the school says it had no reason to think Ethan Crumbly was dangerous. Sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm crisscrossing topics here, but we're back on to the Oxford High School shooting in Michigan. says the Michigan school where a student killed 14s and wounded seven other people is defending its handling of the suspect's troubling behavior while promising an outside investigation into its actions. In a letter released Saturday, Oxford Community School Superintendent Tim Throne admitted that school's officials accepted Ethan Crumbly's explanations into why he was looking at pictures of bullets on his phone and had drawn violent images and statements and then sent him to class when his parents refused to take him home.
So let me break that down real quick. Basically, the superintendent released a letter saying that school officials, whoever that, probably the, the principal, I guess, accepted Ethan's explanations. So I guess there was a, a dialogue in which teachers saw these pictures of bullets and violent images and apparently this kid was able to talk his himself out of that and he just got sent back to class and his parents were also notified and they refused to take him home Back to the article. Given the fact that the child had no prior disciplinary infractions, the decision was made that he would be returned to the classroom rather than sent home to an empty house. Throne wrote, These incidents remained at the guidance counselor level and were never elevated to the principal or assistant principal's office. The parents, Jennifer and James Crumbly, have been charged with involuntary manslaughter for buying him the gun he used and failing to take action after the school flagged his behavior. The, the couple sparked a manhunt when they failed to appear in their arraignment, but were later arrested hiding in an industrial building. The letter from the throne says that Crumbly's gave them no reason to believe that his behavior was a sign that he could hurt himself or others, although they did recommend the parents to get him counseling. Yeah, fat chance they were they ever even considered going to counseling. The first incident happened on November 29th, the day before the rampage. When it was found, Ethan was looking at bullet photos on his cell phone in class. He told a counselor that shooting was a family hobby, and while the school tried to call Jennifer Crumbly, she did not call back. The next day, the parents were summoned to the school. They confirmed the family were gun enthusiasts. They were called in because that morning, a teacher saw concerning drawings and written statements and went to the counseling office and dean of students. Police have said the drawings included a handgun of a person who had been shot, laughing emojis, a bullet, and the phrases, the thoughts won't stop me, help me, blood everywhere, my life is useless, and the world is dead. This kid, man. The student was immediately removed from the classroom and brought to the guidance counselor's office, where he claimed the drawing was part of a video game he was designing. <laughs> what? He claimed the, the drawing was a part of a video game he was designing and informed counselors that he planned to pursue video game design as a career. The student's parents were also called in. Ethan busied himself with homework while waiting for his parents. The superintendent said, adding that at no time did counselors believe the student might harm others based on his behavior. So this kid's a little fucking rat. Little snake. While both of his parents were present, counselors asked specific probing questions regarding the potential for self-harm or harm to others. His answers, which were affirmed by his parents during the interview, led counselors to again conclude he did not intend on committing either self-harm or harm to others. The student's parents never advised the school district that he had direct access to a firearm or that they had recently purchased a firearm for him. So this is all from the letter that the superintendent wrote. So this is this this is the school district of Michigan covering their ass basically, uh, saying that there's no way that they could be found culpable, and you know of course they they are they are a little culpable, but of course the full hundred percent of the blame is going to go to the parents, 
because they decided to, you know, they decided to hide. They, the parents really, they wouldn't be getting all this if they had just, you know, realized the fucking gravity of what just happened and, you know, they're probably still in denial right now, which is why they, the police said that they haven't really said anything. Um, so the school told the Crumbleys they had 48 hours to get counseling for Ethan or they would contact Child Protective Services. Oh shit, maybe the school, maybe the school isn't to blame then. When the parents were asked to take their son home for the day, they flatly refused and left without their son, apparently to return to work. Police have said Ethan apparently had the handgun in his backpack during the meeting and then returned to class with it. Although Throne said that it had not been confirmed. Either way, soon after, Ethan emerged from a bathroom, firing his Sig Sauer 9mm. Thurn said the counselors could not be blamed for the decision to let Ethan stay at school that day. While we understand this decision has caused anger, confusion, and prompted understandable questioning, the counselors made a judgment based on their professional training and clinical experience and did not have all the facts we now know. Those facts include two videos found on Ethan's phone made the night before the shooting in which he talked about shooting students the next day, a journal with similar sentiments and social media posts of him practicing with the handgun, according to prosecutors. Throne said he has personally asked for a third-party review of all the events of the past week because our community and families deserve a full, transparent accounting of what occurred. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel publicly responded to Throne on Sunday morning, saying her office was willing to conduct a full and comprehensive investigation. In a tweet, she revealed that her staff had reached out to the lawyer for the school district. Our attorneys and special agents are uniquely qualified to perform an investigation of this magnitude. That's what they always fucking say. They always fucking say that. Nessel continued in a second tweet. And are prepared to perform an extensive investigation and inquiry to answer the many questions. Alright, whatever. This is all bullshit cushion. Meanwhile, Jennifer and James Crumbly remain locked up in the Oxford County Jail. Where Ethan also is. Held on charges of terrorism and first degree murder. Wow. And that article was by Tracy Connor of the Daily Beast. Thank you Tracy for using your fingers. To type all that. Wow. What a. What a. What a fucking. What a scum. You know. There's not much to say. What a scum. Kids are scum. The parents are scums. Another school shooting in the United States. Let's see Alex Jones say that, uh, you know, everyone dead is a crisis actor now. Alright, you know, I I didn't have an agenda for this podcast. I didn't know what I was going to talk about, really. So, if anyone's still listening, or if anyone's listening at all, please feel free to drop your suggestions. Um, I'm not exactly sure how where i can link all my stuff but you know wherever you can find my information i'll link things for you for my viewers to be able to contact me and you know i'm i'm down to do whatever you know i like i like the news i I always 
I, I read the news every day, so I, I felt like that's why I felt like I should start this podcast because I feel like, you know, I can articulate my thoughts on the news and, and global and national affairs and, you know, try to try to open up the dialogue a little bit, you know, just like everybody else. But I'm going to try to, you know, have my own have my own spin on the podcast. I feel like a lot of podcasts are kind of boring sometimes, especially when podcasts like Joe Rogan that are oriented solely on on the interviewee you know I, I I stopped watching or listening to Joe because I just didn't like I didn't care about his people anymore I, I just didn't care I, I was only there to watch uh you know people that that seemed interesting like fucking Neil deGrasse or Bill Nye you know I don't give a fuck about a random crazy ass you know, Republican or random crazy ass fucking acid doer. Like, I, who even gives a fuck? You know what I mean? And at the same time, yeah, I understand. Of course, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Of course, it's his fucking podcast. He can talk to whoever he wants. But me personally, at that point where he refined himself, he's, he's refined himself as a person. He has his friends, his interests and his friend group. So, us as viewers get to decide if we also like those things. And if you do, then you can listen to them. And if you don't, then you don't have to, right? So, yeah, I like I like some of the things that he talks about. Um, but in terms of his views, I don't really think that... Not only is he not qualified to talk about, you know, a lot of things... But I personally think that he's just he. There's no reason for him to need to care about a lot of issues because he's rich. You know, if if you're rich, then you're complacent in issues that don't affect you, of course. And the biggest issues are the ones that are affecting the lower class, like you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, healthcare, abortion, even the lower class issues. Things that are magnified, the, their issues are magnified at the lower class. And of course, because the lower classes, we're, we're, we're tasked with not only sustaining the labor force of the entire country, sustaining our personal lives and trying to be as fulfilling, as fulfilled as possible, and sustaining fucking, well, everything else, I guess. I guess the private business that you work for, your own job, your own career. So, um, let's look at some world news. I usually like the world news better. Uh, U.S. news is boring a lot of days, and the world is a lot more, there's a lot more to happen in the world than just one country, so. Okay. Let's see, Pope Francis claimed that the inhabitants of the Greek island of Lesbos is a shipwreck of civilization. Let's see what this is all about. So apparently Pope Francis went to some Greek island today on Sunday, the second trip ever to the island, which has become a symbol of the migrant crisis. 
We are living in the era of barbed wire and walls, Francis said. But the coronavirus pandemic has made us realize we are all in the same boat. Let us stop ignoring reality. Stop constantly shifting responsibility. Stop passing off the issue of migration to others. The Mytilian camp currently holds about 2,000 refugees, many of them from Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Africa. Hawar, a refugee from Iraq, told CNN she had been struck in camps. She has been stuck in camps on Lesbos for six years. Her applications for asylum, she said, are continually rejected, while newer refugees from Afghanistan have already been transferred. So, yeah, I mean, this is the same crisis, it, you know, this migrant crisis is, it's, it's capitalism. It's because workers in the poorest of countries are slowly starting to trickle out of them because they realize that they're working to make the fucking bliss of the first world countries. First world countries who own and control capital in excess. Moving on, a military truck rammed into a group of Myanmar protesters. Myanmar has been protesting for like the past one or two years since February. More than 1,200 people have been killed. So, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know. Uh, I'm not going to go into this article, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't know where my podcast is going to go right now. But, you know, I can dive into individual topics like Myanmar. I don't think that we should get into it right now because I kind of want to keep a theme of just news you know, short topics and not get too much into. I know I, I know I kind of got a little bit into the school shooting one, but I just had a lot of thoughts on it. What else? And uh, I'm only reading interesting, interesting headlines, by the way. I, I don't read the ones like Japanese princess celebrates coming of age. You know, I, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to bore anybody or myself. So let's see, new U.S. travel restrictions are beginning Monday. Um, Omicron has been seen in at least 11 states. Indian forces mistakenly killed civilians in an ambush blunder. That's, that's horrible. Let's, let's see what happened in India. Jeez. So there's an article from Al Jazeera. Apparently, fresh violence erupted on Sunday after a big crowd of people marched to a security forces camp in Montown and started damaging and burning buildings. The killing of the civilians allegedly by security forces in what the officials described a botched up operation has caused widespread outrage in Nagaland. Pretty cool name. Naga land. That's the actual name of the place, huh? Which has witnessed decades of armed rebellion against Indian rule. 
the region has been relatively quiet in recent years as armed groups started negotiations with the Indian government. The people are very angry. The vice president of the Konyak Union, the apex body of the Konyak tribe which dominates Mon district located on the Indo-Myanmar border. The security forces who were supposed to be guardians have killed innocents. At least six people were killed after security forces fired at a truck carrying coal mine workers who were mistaken for militants. Seven more civilians were killed after local residents clashed with the security forces later on Saturday evening. Nagaland government rushed top police and government officials and clamped probatory orders in Montown. Earlier, it banned mobile internet and SMS services in the entire district, citing apprehension of grave law and order problems. So yeah, this is fascism. The Indian government is keeping these guys down. And now they're even killing their own civilians. Well, I think that's all I'm going to talk about today. It's been 45 minutes. Oh, the maximum recording time for segment is 60 minutes. Oh, okay. So I'll try to I'll try to drag this out to 60 minutes exactly. Let's see. What else can I talk about? Um Let's look at uh see if we can find any more news. But yeah, I mean new to new to starting podcast uh hopefully this gets uh at least 10 views and uh i will be rolling out more uh anybody feel free to sponsor me you know any drywall companies please i'm i'm pretty good any drywall contractor guys uh Right now, uh, I guess let, let's talk about video games. I can talk about video games for the next 10 minutes. Right now I'm playing Slay the Spire. It's kind of like Hearthstone. Card game. You, you gotta choose cards. And kill people through the cards that you choose. So here's my only issue with video games as a general. There's not any more good video games, you know. Every company is just trying to rinse and repeat the old titles, you know, into something just slightly different, but really still the same thing. And that's not cool. But I think people know this. People have known this for a long time, you know, like... That's why I don't play any sports games. I don't really like, you know, like Madden or NBA. Uh, I mean, I don't play sports. Maybe that's why. But I just always thought those games were super boring. There's always, it's always the same game, you know. I like, I like like shooters and shit, but. Alright, I'm probably going to wrap up my podcast here been 47 minutes um let me know what you guys thought thanks for listening and i will see you on the next time